0: Topics with Michael Showalter and Michael Ian Black, um, the podcast where we drop the humor. Uh, well, not entirely drop. Look,
1: it. I've I I my feeling about this is going into it. I knew that we were going to be talking about some uh, bigger stuff, and it wasn't always going to be mm-hmm. funny. But I felt like if it if something funny happens great and that it exactly. and that in all likelihood something funny was going to happen but it wasn't like it didn't that wasn't it didn't have to happen
0: that wasn't the intention and honestly this is our third one we've already had some pretty good laughs very funny stuff has happened but if you if you're coming into this podcast looking for the big belly laugh you know this might not be the podcast for you yeah
1: i mean yeah
0: if you're here to maybe think about some stuff and maybe delve a little deeper than you're used to going then hang on because I do think it's going to be a pretty wild but, ride but you
1: know it's like but that and that's true but look if if we hit on a tangent
0: and something funny comes up great great we're not going to we're not going to sit here and say nothing funny will ever happen no. I, I hope it does. I do too. I love to, I, I love, I love to laugh. laughing. I love laughing. And you were saying that if you
1: were looking for a belly laugh, this probably isn't the place. But in all honesty, I do hope that a belly laugh,
0: laugh happens because oh, I I do too, I do too. I really do. I'm just saying that um, I can't guarantee. No, it. you can't guarantee it. What I can guarantee is some thoughtful conversation about some really big topics. Yeah, I
1: mean, I think we're we're we said from the get go when you and I met and said are we going to do this are we going to take this on um, mm-hmm. that we would think about some of these evergreen topics these these topics that are always green. green yeah and are always out there in the ether waiting to be
0: you know dissected yeah and these are really some of the bigger topics yes. i mean we've already covered oh man everything from eastern philosophy Is is there a god? Europe. We we talked about Europe. Some really thought-provoking, challenging conversation. Um, Here's what I want to talk about today.
1: Yeah. Were you going to say something? No. I feel like you were. No. Here's what I want to talk about today. Space. Oh, wow. The final frontier. Wow. There are literally, Michael, thousands of galaxies out there. Right. Hundreds of thousands of stars. Right. Space is infinite. Mm. It's thousands of miles long.
0: We can't even... Can't even comprehend, comprehend
1: it. Comprehend
0: it. The thing about... Well, I'm just going to start... I'm going to start with something really big um that I think about all the time yeah and it blows my mind what is it okay so the universe they say is expanding right okay yeah and and infinite right 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 and the universe is everything right right so what is it expanding into right? Like, what's on the other side of space? This just... This just blows my mind. What do you think? I don't know. I think that... there are certain questions that even science hasn't answered Mm. yet. And so, when that happens, We tend to look to supernatural explanations and that gets us back to, is there a God? Right. Well, like I think of it as this, like, let's say
1: space is a balloon. Okay. Okay. So imagine in your mind's eye that when space started, it was just a small balloon
0: deflated. Right. And then it start. Yeah, go ahead. Just, I I think it's important to note that i call my mind's eye my third eye uh-huh okay keep going okay so
1: you imagine use your third eye to imagine this this thing space start, all of all of time and space started as a small deflated balloon okay mm-hmm. and then it starts filling with air that's space right it starts filling with air filling with air and that's space right Mm-hmm. But what's on the other side of the balloon? What's outside the balloon? Like, what's the balloon in? Is it in more space?
0: Yeah, because if you blow up a balloon, you're blowing it up in space. But what's around it? Air. Okay. Air. Okay. So maybe that's the answer. Uh huh. I mean, maybe the universe is expanding into air.
1: Right. That's
0: really interesting
1: really interesting and kind of and and kind of almost like just it's one of those things where it's like it's maybe so true that
0: you don't even think it could be true that's interesting No, sometimes you know do you know that expression um losing the forest for the trees
1: i use it all the time
0: i wonder if it's that way with the universe that we're losing the forest with the trees Maybe the answer is just right in front of our face. It's right there. It's right it's there. Expanding right. It, it's expanding into, into air.
1: air. Huh? Do you think? And you bring up air because a lot of times, you know, when when we talk when when there's these conversations about space, and it's like, well, we have the only breathable air. Mm-hmm. Like, do you really think that with so many galaxies, there's no other planets with breathable air? Like, I think that's impossible. There have to be. There has to be life on other planets. Like, there just has to
0: be. Well, you know, we, we have the Hubble Space Telescope right. and it's out there and it takes amazing extraordinary beautiful photos of these other galaxies. And like you said, each each of these galaxies has hundreds and sometimes thousands of stars. Right. So if you just run the math, if you just do it simply mathematically, yes. I think you have to come to the mathematical conclusion that other planets must harbor life, and that's science. Yeah, and that's it's science. Not, it, it's not only science, though. It's math. Yes,
1: and 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 then and then in that it's a it's math. It becomes a
0: fact, right? So it's a fact that other planets have life. Yes. And I wonder sometimes if those life forms, how much like us are they? Right. Right. Like wouldn't, wouldn't it blow your mind if on another planet there were other humans? It would blow my mind. And you know
1: what I'd like? I would love to meet one of them oh. and just talk to them and see well, you know, and that- see what the, what's their life like what's their culture like what is what is what is life like on your planet you know and we could talk and we could share swap
0: stories and stuff one of the most profound moments in movie history that I believe I've ever seen e. phone home different film okay. same director okay the director was Steven Spielberg and it was one of his earlier films entitled "Close Encounters of the of Third Kind." Do you remember this film? Yes.
1: Boop, beep, boop boop boop.
0: And that's what I wanted to reference because what what the, the way they were communicating, and I thought this was so beautiful, was with music. Uh-huh. Music, Michael. Yeah. Because that is something that connects us, connects cu- people, cultures. It, yeah. it connects cultures. It connects alien cultures. Like, it just – it connects everything. And with music, it's not only science and math, but now you're entering a third dimension, art. Mm.
1: So what are you saying, like, on these other planets,
0: like, they're all – like, they're musicians I don't know that they're all musicians, but I think some of them probably are. And do you if, Yeah. If they're like if they're human beings or 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 humanoid creatures. Right. Because I think music is is international. And so therefore other cultures in other planets would have because it's international. Have you ever
1: thought about this talking about music? Have you ever thought about how crazy it is that John Lennon and Paul McCartney like actually met? That blows my like, mind. Like what would the what would every what would the world let forget about like America? What would the whole hmm. world be like if that meeting had never occurred? If like
0: it would be if these two it would be a much poorer place. But I, I mean, think. what are the chances of that?
1: Right. I mean, like these right. two young liver you know, mm-hmm. just these two rebellious young guys who have a love for the sound of the day mm-hmm. and they meet each other. And it just so happens that, Oh yeah, it's Paul McCartney and John Lennon, like the two greatest songwriters ever of all time in rock and roll history. And they,
0: and, and they live, both live near each other in Liverpool. Incredible. Incredible. It makes you think, like we were talking about the universe expanding into air or, and and that therefore maybe there's a God. But maybe something as local as John Lennon and Paul McCartney meeting can also inspire a belief in God because it was so fortuitous. And when you think about something like that, when you consider that if Paul McCartney and John Lennon, had never met. The world would never have songs like um a bridge over troubled water or so many of these like amazing songs.
1: Yes, the harmonies, the lyrics, you know, and it's like like and I and I agree with you. And it's like there was an I don't know if you know this word, but there was an alchemy there
0: mm-hmm.
1: between these two Songwriters, these two singer songwriters, John Lennon mm-hmm. and Paul McCartney, where individually they were one, but together uh-huh. they were three. And that brings us back to your point about math and God, mm-hmm. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it definitely does. That individually, in mu- in music.
1: Individually, they were one, one plus one equals two, but in their case, one plus one equaled three. Right. And who or was he was the third no one was the third like they made 3. Oh. It's it's it technically they made 2. Uh-huh. But I'm saying like creatively they made 3. Creatively they were only 2 people, but right. they were good enough to be 3 people even though there were only 2 of them. Right. Right. But then they did end up adding in George and
0: and the drummer. Right. Well, in 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 and George and the drummer, like they definitely added a huge component. Absolutely, absolutely. With, without those two, it wouldn't have been the Beatles. No, it it's, would have, it would have been just these two guys who were who were, who were three, and who are talented. Like, don't very get me talented. wrong, they're very talented. But
1: if you don't have George and the drummer, then you don't have a band. Right. You just have a duo. Well, a trio. A because- trio. Well, yeah. No, you're right. A trio. Yeah. Um. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, some of my favorite trios, you know, I love, like, the police, you know. Right. Or the Eagles. The Eagles are, and yeah, I mean.
0: There's a lot of them.
1: There's so many. I could probably,
0: just off the top of my head, name Ten,
1: right off the top of my head. Yeah,
0: you probably could. I wonder in space, getting back to that topic, because I do think it's a very rich topic i wonder if and this is this is a question that people have been asking at least 50 or 60 years i wonder if other civilizations have sent rockets to earth
1: well you you know what you're talking about right now you're yeah. talking about
0: ufo's right now okay yeah i think i am
1: yeah and i mean I this mean, is a this is a whole thing
0: People talk. People have been asking this question for fifty or sixty years.
1: Yep. Um, is 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 that well? You, I mean, people people have been seeing these, and I'm making quote signs. You can't see that, but I'm making quote signs. Unidentified flying objects, mm-hmm. and you will have a situation where there are people in Florida, Texas. Missouri, Arkansas, who are all seeing the same unidentified flying object at the same time, but not, and they all report it Mm -hmm. to the FBI or whoever. And that's, these cases go very un, like they, like the government hides them. The government, the government doesn't want us to know that. Yeah. We've been visited by these, space you know space
0: you know explorers you know that's definitely a possibility I do think that sometimes not all the time but I think sometimes some of these quote unquote unidentified flying objects are easily explainable right sometimes it's a weather balloon right I think most of the time it's a weather balloon right because there's just you know what what people don't realize is there's so many weather balloons
1: mm-hmm
0: yeah I didn't I didn't know that yeah I I I think there's I think there's just a lot of weather balloons and what they have like lights all over them mm-hmm some of them do some of them do how do you know that well think about it you have a local news station right every day they do the weather yeah how do they get the weather if they don't have weather balloons
1: yeah, but why would that? But even if that's true, why does the weather balloon have to be covered in lights?
0: Because if they're releasing a weather balloon uh, in the twilight or at night, do you have a you have an eleven o'clock news uh, show. Right. How do they get the weather at eleven o'clock unless they're releasing a weather balloon at eleven o'clock? Right. Okay. Yeah, I see that. So they and you know a weather balloon. I don't know what that costs, but you'd want to get it back. Right. So you'd have to be able to see it. Okay, yeah, right Right on. Yeah, I see that. I do see that. Yeah. So so think about all the different news stations all over the country that have to release these weather reports. Right, warnings. that's
1: that's literally, every, basically every city, every town all across the country has a weather show. Right, exactly. So I don't know, I can't, I would have to look at a map to like, you know, come up with some numbers, but it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's a minimum of, of, I can say right off the bat, it's a minimum of 200. Minimum. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Every day.
1: Because if I do 50 states and I just say minimum, there's four newscasts per state. Minimum. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Four mm-hmm. different news programs in every single state. That's a minimum of 200 weather balloons.
0: Well, plus you're not even including CNN, the radio stations. The nationals. Right. You're saying the nationals? I'm, th- I'm saying the nationals and the radio stations. Right. Right. So if, so let's just throw in what
1: do you want to say like there's like is that two more per state? Sure. So then then I'm then that's 300 minimum. Right.
0: Well, some of them probably share weather balloons.
1: I know, but I'm saying I'm being just I'm making just a general ballpark number here.
0: Right. So that's a lot of weather balloons and that would explain a lot of UFO sightings. Right. But not but not all.
1: And that's I think what the the where the debate is. Right. That there are these certain ones that can't be explained. And with right. those, there is a real feeling that there's well, c- that the government is covering something up.
0: There is, and I'm not I'm not saying the government is or isn't, but I will say a lot of them can also be explained by swamp gas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: alright can you elaborate mm-hmm. what I think happens a lot of times is you know swamps release gas and and, what, and it just looks like a UFO yeah in, 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 in certain atmospheric conditions swamp gas looks like UFOs wow
1: so you don't believe in the phenomenon of a UFO? It sounds. I'm not, that, I feel that's what I feel like I'm getting from you. I'm not You're, taking. I'm not. I'm trying not to take a
0: position because I do, as as I said, I do think mathematically we've proven that aliens do exist, and musically, mathematically and musically, I think we've proven that. But I think that people sometimes confuse weather balloons and swamp gas for UFOs, and that explains a lot of them, a lot of these sightings. It can't explain all of them, because there's also experimental military craft. EMCs. Right. So, And then the government would deny that, of course, because the government doesn't want you to know that it's developing experimental military craft. So you've got weather balloons, swamp gas, experimental military craft. But that still doesn't explain all of the sightings. Right. Some of them truly are unidentified. I
1: feel like... I don't
0: know. I don't know if they're real
1: or not. I just feel like with space being as big as it is, Mm -hmm. with there being so many planets, so many galaxies, so many stars, that, that just mathematically speaking there has to be life on other planets and what here's what i don't know what i don't know is just because there's life on other planets does that mean they're able to build a spaceship that can go flying around right. but that, so but i'm 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 sure of one thing
0: aliens do exist i'm positive of that well so we know that but i guess then the question is is there intelligent life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on other planets Yeah
1: because like there's we already know there's plants on Mars. They have right. plants. They have plants, right. they have flowers, they have bushes like they there's there's what do you call that? vegetation. Right. There's tons of vegetation on on these other planets. But 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 does it think? Right.
0: Does it does it talk? Mhm. Does it feel? I mean that's ultimately the question. Does it feel? Does it feel pain the way you and I might feel pain? If you prick alien life, does it not bleed? Does it... Right. If you tickle it, does it not laugh? We don't know. We don't know. In that way, alien life is similar to Shylock's Jew. Right. Or Shakespeare's Jew, Shylock. Right. You know... The, lend, it, the money lender. Right. For us, it's a rhetorical question, but it wasn't rhetorical for Shylock the Jew.
1: No. And he said... And I think these are words to live by. Mm -hmm. Okay. He said, and it's so incredible. We talk about John Lennon and Paul McCartney. What about William Shakespeare? Who who did he meet? He didn't meet anybody. But what would the world be like if he hadn't shown up? Mm. You know what I mean? In in that case, it's a case of one being three. One being three. And think about the contribution he's made to the arts. Oh, my God. He's contributed so many great works of drama and to the arts. And some comedies, some very funny comedies. Yes. Um, but but what Shylock said that I think are words to live by, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do, okay? Right. But he said, neither a borrower nor a lender be. Oh. And if you've ever lent money, you know that that can create complication because you, then you need your money back.
0: Right. Well... When he, when William Shakespeare wrote some of these words, it's almost like it was almost like poetry. You know what I mean? I mean in a lot of cases it was. Well that's what I'm saying. It was it was it was it was almost like poetry when, when 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 he wrote it. But I'm saying it literally was. Yeah, I'm and I'm agreeing with you. Like it, it literally feels very poetic. And so mm-hmm. you'd go. Well, this is this is not only a play; right. it's also like poetry. Uh-huh. It's I th- incredible. I think we're saying
1: the same thing, mm-hmm. but just just for the just to just so that you understand what I'm saying. Like you keep saying, it almost feels that way, or it feels that way. And I'm saying it actually, literally was like right. when he wrote these soliloquies and stuff, and you see that they'll, they'll rhyme. It there will be moments of rhyme Mm -hmm. which you know and that's that literally is it's poetic no it actually literally is poetry but it anyway i mean i think we're saying the same thing
0: yeah and if we're not then we just agree to disagree but i do think that William. i do think regardless of
1: can i ask you a question oh sorry well let me just make this point because i think it's important okay
0: i do think that william shakespeare was one of the greatest playwrights who ever lived
1: that's not even i that's i would say that's a fact right I would say he's I would say if you make a top ten list, the top ten greatest playwrights of all time, anybody who doesn't have Shakespeare on that list is crazy yeah i agree and 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 I'd even say top five. I might
0: even go say f- top five, yeah I, but yeah well, his works have been enduring. Think about think about Romeo and Juliet, and there's yeah. so
1: many other ones.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we if we if we were to sit here, we could probably name all of them. Yep. They're know, all famous.
1: I know I could. Yep. I know I could. There's Ro- I know I know there's Romeo and Juliet, and then the rest. It's like you just mm-hmm. whip them. You just say them you right just, off. Yep. The, they just roll right off your tongue. You just say every, every single one of every them. Every single
0: and, one, just right down the line from and, Romeo and Juliet on. All
1: the way to the end, and boom, you've named like. Twenty famous plays yeah and it's like that's why it's we incredible. love that's why we love this guy it's that's incredible. why we yeah because his his works endure mm-hmm. they endure through the ages
0: I've seen you know I think sometimes uh, students get a misimpression of Shakespeare because they see it performed and I, I'm not making any judgments here but badly mm-hmm and if well, you're not, if you're not finding the poetry in the words, in the language, it can be and the, and the, and the language is not, well, all, it's sometimes very challenging Well, because there's a, first of all, there's a cadence to it. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a, a certain um, rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. And some of the. Words aren't in common usage anymore. So, for example, I'll show you. So we 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 discussed Shylock the Jew, right? Mm -hmm. So he would say, "Neither a borrower nor a lender be." Mm. Do you see how I did that?
0: Mm -hmm. And right, and when you do it, it really brings it makes it alive. Or he, or Shakespeare might use. You know, he might say, "Please come hither to ye old market square." Right that's from romeo and juliet yep and to the untrained ear you might you might just hear you know gibberish gibberish gibberish
1: right what is what well, what is what is this old fashioned dialect right
0: but in shakespeare's time this was common language
1: yeah well and he was actually a lot of people don't know this because now going to see shakespeare is kind of a big thing but in those days going to see a play by William Shakespeare was like for us the same as going to the movie theater to see the new action pick, you know? Mhm.
0: Mhm. Except the difference is that, you know, if you go, if you go to see an action pick at the multiplex, you might, you might get a great film or you might get a terrible film. Right. If you're going to see William Shakespeare at the Old Globe Theater in London, England, you're going to see a great play every time because right. all of his plays endured. Everything from, I don't know, Romeo and Juliet and all of his works have just endured over the ages. I, you know for, for 200 years, people have been going to see William Shakespeare uh, in, in countries all over the, the, the world. And no matter what language it's performed in, whether it's English or another language, it endures.
1: Yes. Because the themes are, and I'm bringing us back to something that, I, that we talked about at the very beginning, evergreen. even hmm I'm going to even take – ever –
0: the themes are evergreen. They are always green. I'm going to take it a step further to something else we've been talking about. They're universal. mm We'll pick up this conversation in our next episode of Topics. As always, this has been very thought-provoking, Michael, and uh, I really value these podcasts with you.
1: Me too, Mike.